0: Well, isn't this a delight? We are back with another episode of another twisted motherfucker that clearly wasn't held enough as a child or his mother just really did not like him which is kind of a mood because this guy that we're going to talk about really is one twisted asshole before i continue i do want to say a quick little apology i wasn't here last week so therefore there wasn't an episode for last week usually i'm really good about getting enough content ready to go um however again i was out of town it was like a last minute thing and the day that i was supposed to record i was actually on a plane flying to go visit family so i do apologize for missing a week on that okay so let me give you a rundown of this episode to sum it up in a sense we we're talking about a guy who hates women because again he has a shit ton of mommy issues or just mainly because he spent way too much time hanging around a pig pen now listen i'm muslim but even i like to think um pigs are intelligent creatures and have some kind of manners and they don't just straight up like hate women like this guy does so my point is saying pigs in this situation have more manners than this guy so this case entails a lot of hate crime on women and sex workers this is gonna cover stories of kidnapping this is gonna cover mutilation of women and like i said pigs are involved if you hadn't if you didn't get the the memo already theme of today piggies this episode is going to be a bit explicit i am going to probably go off the rails because i've got a lot of anger towards this guy here's your warning with that being said welcome to not another scary story not another scary story Today's episode is brought to you by Robert Willie Pickton. Yeah, guess where he's from? Canada. And y'all thought, "Mm, Canadians are just better. I mean, genuinely, you guys are better than Americans, and I can say that with my full chest because let me tell you americans out here are wildin but it's not about them it's about you guys it's actually not about you it's actually about robert Willie pickton robert pickton was born to leonard and louise pickton a family of pig farmers in port oh my goodness i'm gonna butcher this no pun intended port coquitlam british columbia canada it's somewhere in canada in the British Columbia area. He has two other siblings, David and Linda. Not much is said about Linda. I know that when she did get older, she fucked out of there. She was like, I'm done with this family. And then you have David, who's kind of just as swell as his brother. Robert was the baby of the family and you think, oh, he got away with things because you know how like most babies of the family, they do get away with a lot of shit. It's always the two oldest that never get away with anything, especially if you're the middle child. And I can say that with my full chest. Again, I am a middle child, but this is complicated, okay? He kind of was a mama's boy. Here's the deal. His family sucked. Like, sucked ass. His parents were incredibly abusive. I would not be surprised if, you know, they committed murder with how heartless they were. Um, the father would beat his kids, but the mom was even worse. Literally, his mom, she was just not the greatest mom in the world. Besides being mentally and physically abusive, his mother was, like, very neglectful. She would only let her kid, like, her kids bathe once a week. Listen, I know you and I, like, as children, we hated taking baths. Or maybe I should just speak for myself here, but I hated taking baths because, listen, i was lazy okay i don't want to take a bath but this mother was like no don't waste water you're gonna take a bath once a week if that honestly if that now if you couldn't afford water or electricity i get it and if you found ways to get around with not bathing all the time i get that too again but here's the thing this family had the means to have a bath they could afford having water they also lived on a farm where there was running water it's just the mom just didn't want to bathe her children i know this isn't a word but according to the dictionary of sofia the mother was hygienically abusive. Now, the Pictons lived on a farm. So like that was the worst part of it about like the not bathing part. They lived on a farm and they lived on a pig farm. Now, I used to live on a homestead and a homestead is like a smaller farm where it's got like a couple cows or a couple sheep, maybe some chickens. It's not as big as like an industrial farm. But there was one thing that we all had in common besides, you know, raising animals. It was the smell. Farms, freaking smell, dude. And it's not like a smell that like goes away with time. Like, oh, you just wash your hands and it's gone. I mean, like, if it gets on you, it gets on you and there's no way that it's going to come out. And farms are messy, okay? There is shit everywhere and it's not like it's the good kind of shit either. And like a good shit is like a sheep's or goats shit where it just like comes out in pebbles or like little hard round stones of poop. Nah, I'm talking about this is bad shit. It's like watery and cows really love to have this kind of poop, okay? Cows literally spurt out shit out of their butts. Diarrhea 24-7. I don't understand how their assholes are like literally not on fire cows literally pee their poop and it goes everywhere have you ever had a cow take a shit on you um it's traumatizing (laughs) it's harder than my dad's belt i'm telling you that shit's nasty my point is cows poop a lot and their poop stink but guess which animal has smellier shit and makes a bigger mess Mhm, that's right piggies oink oink so the pictons had a pig farm and i'm not talking about like a homestead i'm talking about an industrial pig farm where they had like over 50 pigs because they were the, a butcher family if you haven't picked up on this by now the pictons were not the cleanliness of people nor were they organized they like to live in a mess and to be fair it is really difficult to keep like a pig pen clean it really is pigs are burrowers they do not produce sweat so they're always digging in the ground to keep mud or poop on their skin so they don't burn they don't have sweat glands so it's easy for them to like get burnt by the sun that's why like when you look at photos or images of pigs they are always covered in dirt or poop or if you go to the fair and you're like oh why is the pig so dirty or why is that person always like rubbing sunscreen on yeah that's actually a thing you go to like a fair and people who show pigs they'll like put sunscreen on their pigs because they don't want their pigs to be like dirty all the time because they want to keep cleaning them so they got to show them in like five minutes but they'll put sunscreen on them and you're just like what is going on it's because pigs can't They don't have sweat glands okay to sum it up pictons lived on a pig farm their mom and dad abusive mom didn't let them shower or take baths, so the kids were heavily bullied at school they were given the nicknames of stinky piggy um ouch talk about being humbled at the ripe age of five it was said that over time that robert Picton became afraid of bathing probably because his mom was fucking schizo and you're like sophia why are you always shitting on the moms the mom was bad but like the dad was even worse they just cancel each other out at this point but the dad was just as much as a hero as the mom because guys it takes a man to be a child into submission and fear. It also takes a man to slaughter your child's pet. Oh yeah, talk about childhood trauma on top of childhood trauma. This man straight up killed Robert Picton's calf that he bought when he was like 12 years old he loved this calf robert pickton saved up a lot of money to buy this beautiful calf he loved this calf so much like this was the only thing that brought him joy in his miserable life and one day he came home from school and he's like where the fuck is my calf and the dad's like "Mm, you should look out in the barn so robert goes into the barn and he just sees his calf that he's loved like a best friend just hanging upside down slaughtered robert wasn't exactly the brightest kid on the block he was kind of unintelligent he was held back a bunch of times in school and at one point he just gave up and dropped out and then just started working full-time on the farm so later on down the road both robert and his brother david took over the farm where they turned it into a social gathering place they registered their farm as a non-profit organization so they didn't have to pay taxes and they named it piggy palace good time society wow sounds great and you're like cool social gathering that must be so much fun like is there barnyard dancing going on square dancing like are we gonna have just like a game night Sure, they had a game night all right they had turned their massive pig farm into a party farm i'm talking about parties like raves where sex workers drugs and even hell's angel biker gangs would frequent it was loud it was wild it was obnoxious and if you were into these kinds of things i mean i guess this is where you'd want to be um so would you be surprised that it was his brother that was the one to have killed first in his family yeah you're like what okay so well his brother and his mom Ooh hear me out. So David was the one who kind of started the cycle of murder in the family. On October 16, 1967, David or Dave Pickton was driving his father's red truck shortly after getting his license. The details are murky, but something happened that caused the truck to slam into a 14-year-old boy who had been walking along the side of the road. People are speculating that there was no malfunction. It was just out of sheer spite that David Pickton just ran straight into this child. The boy's name was Tim Barrett. He hit the boy with the truck for no apparent reason leaving the young boy to just lay there on the street panicking david returned home where he just unloads his whole story to his mom like mom mom this is what happened no most moms would i think would spank their loving shit out of their child if they found out that they hit someone with their car but do you know what louise freaking picked and did yeah she told her son to take her to where tim was still laying on the dirt road and she'd take care of it when they arrived they had found out that tim was still alive but severely injured and this is where i know louise was literally literally just the devil incarnate, because no mother, no true mother would do this. She picks up Tim's body and tosses him into a ditch she pushed him into the ditch filled with water leaving him there to die the next day tim barrett was found dead and an autopsy revealed that the eighth grader had drowned and that while his injuries from the collision were severe they would not have killed him so if they had just driven poor timmy to the hospital he could have made it if there was ever a child that should have been swallowed by their mother it was her because then she wouldn't have had to like give birth to david or robert this mother is horrible she honestly does not deserve to be a mother you know what that saying where it's like every child deserves a parent but every parent doesn't deserve a child there you go Luis then told david that he should take his truck and get it quote unquote fixed at a repair shop so david pulls his truck up to the repair shop and has the broken window fixed and had a whole repaint job done for the truck which is freaking hilarious because these were the same people who could care less about their car truck getting a detailed fix I mean, these are the people that like barely took a bath or shower. These people literally lived straight up in a pig pen. And before you smack my butt cheeks about being so judgmental about this, let me give you some insight of that house, okay? There is poop and dirt everywhere. Clothes and dead animals gathered around inside and outside the house. If a house could cosplay as anyone in history, they would literally cosplay as the ships that brought all the diseases to America that killed off over 50% of the population of the indigenous people. And then the other 50% that were silenced and murdered because that's what colonizers did. They spread their diseases and then the rest, they just murdered them. But that is not today's story. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting off track. That's for a later episode. My point is the Pictons had the money and financial means to build a new house and live in a clean environment. But because just like their pig pet, they also decided that they were going to live in a shit pen. Anyways, back to my point. Wow, way to go ADHD. David is getting his car fixed. So the guy fixing it is just like, this is really sus because I see the Pictons all the time and they're freaking dirty, man. David ends up returning home and they go about their day as if nothing had happened, which I don't know how anyone could do that. A couple days later, after Tim's body was found, the police show up at the Picton's door with a warrant and arrest for David. But because David was a minor, he was only sentenced for a couple of years. Wow, way to beat Canada law. So already at a very young age, Robert is seeing how he could potentially get away with murder. He had a mom who could clean up his mess and the law who really didn't give a shit. And now you're like, okay, what about Robert and his killing spree? So Robert Picton's murderous streak began in the early 1990s while he was working on a farm outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. Phil Hiscox was a worker on the farm and he would later say that the property was just quote-unquote creepy. For one thing, rather than like a guard dog, he'd just have like a large boar patrolled like the farm and would just often bite and chase trespassers. And for those who don't know, boars are male pigs that haven't been castrated and they are terrifying. And he ended up living in like a remote. Remote area so not a lot of people around and if you got in the way of this boar you're fucked robert Picton owned and operated the farm with his brother david though they eventually began to forgo farming to sell some of their property and they would sell a bit of their property like bit by bit and that ended up making them millionaires but it would also allow them to enter a far different in- industry during this time they started again their non-profit organization the piggy palace thingamajig during this time picton was often seen in downtown vancouver picking up sex workers and taking them back to his place. Now, it was said that the sex workers hated going out with Robert because one, he was violent, two, he was smelly and just straight up like freaking creepy, but they would go because he would pay them well. Side note, before I continue, I don't want any one of you guys to come on here and judge any of the sex workers. I've heard a lot of true crime episodes where some of the people that host the show or people that comment on the show, they have a lot of like really terrible things that they say about sex workers and be like just a lot of victim blaming. We're not going to do this on here. Don't victim blame. Don't shame people for the things that they do and the jobs that they have. Um, You don't know their lives and I don't know these poor victims' lives. And yeah, so I'm just making that disclaimer here now. And if any of you guys do have anything negative to say, you can get off my podcast. Thank you. Now, one of the women that he picked up was a woman by the name of Wendy Lynn Estater. Wendy was taken to Robert's home where he had allegedly placed a plastic tarp down on the bed. She was already weirded out by this guy because again he smelled too he looked like an actual naked mole rat that wasn't circumcised sorry just let me bully this asshole okay on this platform we bully the ones that are literally god's mistakes so anyways she's already not feeling the vibe but she goes through with it as they're getting ready to do the tango he's like i want to show you a magic trick ladies when a man says he wants to show you a magic trick run because he's either going to steal from you kill you or just really disappoint you so just run so he pulls out the cuffs and was like ever heard of ed kemper and she's like, "Who?" side track because i have adhd and can't ever stay on topic but ed kemper was a prolific serial killer who used the handcuff trick to get his victims in a vulnerable position where he could rape and kill them um john wayne gacy did this a lot there are a lot of serial killers that pulled out the let me show you a handcuff trick honestly if anyone ever tries to do that and this isn't in a consensual space freaking run stab them do something to get yourself out of there because it's not gonna end well so robert Picton slapped the handcuffs on her entire And And Wendy's like, yeah, fuck no, I've been around the block one too many times to know how this ends. So she gets up, grabs a knife and slashes at him. Enraged, he picks up a knife and slashes back at her. They're going at it. And at one point after a struggle, the two of them stop and realize that they both are heavily bleeding. During the struggle, Wendy sees an opportunity and runs out the door. She eventually is helped by an older couple and she tells them that if she dies that they need to remember the house that she fled from and the car that was in the driveway. So she's in the hospital getting sewed back together when another person Person is brought into the emergency room next door. And guess who it was? It was Robert. It took Wendy several weeks to recover and be out of critical condition. Robert Pickton was brought to court, but because he was a millionaire and law could be shady as fuck, and because the world saw sex workers as nothing but subhuman, she was already facing a lost case. And guess what? Dickwad of a miserable walking mistake got off bond for $2,000. He literally walked away for $2,000. What the actual fuck? And it wasn't until someone who started to witness women go missing was Picton brought up on the police's radar again. In February 2002, Canadian police raided Robert Picton's property on warrant. At the time, they were looking for illegal firearms. Instead, they found items belonging to multiple missing women. Talk about plot twist. I'm about to read off a whole lot of information in the next couple of minutes, so hold on to your socks because this ride is going to get a little bumpy and a tad bit confusing. On February 20. 2nd, 2002, Robert Picton was arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of Serena Apsway and Mona Wilson. On April 2nd, three more charges were added for the murders of Jacqueline McDonald, Diane Rock, and Heather Batomley. A sixth charge for the murder of Andrea Josenbury was laid on April 9th, followed shortly by a seventh for Brenda Wolf. On September 20th, four more charges were added for slayings of Georgina Papin, Patricia Johnson, Helen Hallmark, and Jennifer Framinger or more charges for the murders of Heather Shanock. Tanya Holick, Sherry Irving, and Igna Hall were laid on October 3rd, bringing the total to 15. This was the largest investigation of any serial killer in Canadian history. On May 26, 2005, 12 more charges were laid against Picton for the killings of Kara Ellis, Andrea Borhaven, Deborah Lynn Jones, Marnie Frey, Tiffany Drew, Carrie Koski, Sarah Devries, Cynthia Felick, Angela Jardine, Wendy Crawford, Diane Melnick, and Jane Doe, bringing the total number of first degree murder charges to 20 fucking seven excavations continued at the farm through november 2003 the cost of the investigation is estimated to have been around 70 million dollars and by the end of the 2003 according to provincial government as of 2015 the property is fenced off under lien by the crown and right of british columbia in the meantime all the buildings on the property except a small barn had been demolished now the investigators struggled their friends analysis because it proved to be incredibly difficult because the bodies may have been left to decompose for too long or they were eaten by insects and pigs on the farm. During the early days of excavation, forensic anthropologists brought in heavy equipment including two 50-foot flat conveyor belts and soil sifters to find traces of human remains. On March 10, 2004, the government revealed that Picton may have ground up human flesh and mixed it in with pork that he sold to the public. The province's health authority later issued a warning another claim was made that he fed the bodies directly to his pigs holy fucking shit i hate men okay so he was charged for 26 murders and despite evidence that he had killed more robert picton was only convicted of six counts of second degree murder because those cases were the most concrete a judge sentenced robert Picton to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years the maximum sentence for a second degree murder charge in canada any other charges against him were discontinued as the courts decided that literally there was no way any of them could add to a sentence since he was already serving the maximum. Um, I will be reading a list of the victim's names. I think it's so important that if one is able to to say the victim's names and they're just not referred as victims, it gives these people the respect and power i suppose i just find it personally very important to say their names these were the women that he murdered brutally and i think we just owe it to them to give them a minute of our time and just say their names serena abbotsway she was 29 years old when she passed away mona lee wilson age 26 andrea josbury age 22 brenda ann Wolfe, 32 marnie lee Frey, 29 georgina faith Pappen, 26 Jacqueline michelle mcdonald 22 Diane Rosemary Rock, 34 Heather Kathleen Bottomley, 27 Jennifer Lynn, age unknown Helen May Hallmark, age unknown Patricia Rose Johnson, age unknown Heather Chinook, 30 Tanya Holick, 23 Sherry Irving, 24 Igna Monique Hall, 46 Tiffany Drew, age unknown Sarah Devry, age unknown Cynthia Felick, age unknown Angela Rebecca Jardine, age unknown Diane Melnick, age unknown Jane Doe Deborah Lynn Jones, age 23 Wendy Crawford, age unknown Carrie Koski, age unknown Andrea Faye Borhaven, age unknown Kara Louise Ellis, aka Nikki Trimble, 25 These were all very young women And as hard as their lives were They were still their lives And they were just mindlessly taken away And it just makes me so sad That these women didn't get that peace That they deserved when they died They were just thrown carelessly away After being murdered A lot of these women were sex workers From broken homes, these poor women were literally tricked into coming home with him, where he would proceed to brutally beat, rape, sodomize, and murder them. And then because he wasn't done being a sick fuck, he would then dismember them, throw their body parts to his pigs. He wouldn't even bury them. He would just toss them out, toss them into a ravine, toss them in a ditch, give them to his pigs, because that's who he was. As far as I know, he's still in prison and he's just hanging out there, and his brother David is also just hanging out. He's, david's not in prison but david's out here denying a lot of like accusations from other sex workers that have come forward that have also stated that he had sexually assaulted them and he's like um oh, the heat's not on me the heat should just be on my brother oh and get this get this he wrote a book about his life and somehow he had it published and you're like what It was like a huge controversy in in Canada when he published this book. A lot of people were like, how the fuck did he get this out? Apparently, he had it smuggled out. I'm guessing up someone's ass. He wrote the book in jail and had it published. Made him a lot of money. And like a part of me wants to know how this actually did get published. Like how it got smuggled out. But to be honest, I kind of don't want to know. Oh my god. I think... I think i got wrinkles after doing this case i'm gonna do a face mask and try to heal whatever is left of my soul because honestly after this episode i'm very much dead on the inside but there you have it another charming episode of another serial killer a man who should have gone to therapy but instead went on a murder spree because his shriveled dick told him to And don't see his dad should have just kept him in a sock listen if there should be any ads or not having children, it's all true crime podcasts. If you're like, should I have a child? Well, first of all, ask yourself, why do you want a child? And second of all, just listen to true crime and be like, yeah, if I have a kid, there's like a 10% chance that kid can turn out to be a sociopath and become a serial killer. But Also, if if your child sustains a lot of head injuries, or if you're just a really shit parent, it's like something in common with a lot of Serial killers is a lot of childhood trauma. And with Robert Picton, you already see signs of like a lot of abuse from his parents. He was hit on the head a lot. He was kind of unintelligent. I mean, there's just a lot of common factors that he has with other serial killers. So um don't drop your kids because if you drop your kid, that kid might become a serial killer. I'm just saying. Anyways, what are your thoughts on today's episode? Thanks for tuning in. Stay hydrated, be kind to yourselves, and I will see you for another episode next week not another scary story